I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio Show. Uh, we are fan Tom. <laughs> what what are we doing, man? We it's we we've been Denvering now for a few days. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, welcome back to GABF. Welcome back to the Denver Rare Beer Tasting. It is. Uh, it's been a, a few years, uh, and and none of our family and friends, none of the, the industry has been in Denver, but now we're all back. And uh, Man, it's, it's like a family reunion here uh, that happens every year. We've been having a, a busy day at River Denver Rare Beer Tasting, and, and certainly we've we've got a, a, a slew of guests lined up. Uh, some, some popular people you may have heard of before. And that's the cool thing about Denver Rare Beer is that yeah, I mean, we say that we talk about it all the time. Right on the show, and when anybody starts talking about beer festivals, it's always like, "Well, let me tell you about Denver Rare Beer Festival because it's 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 different." Uh, yeah, I mean, you have the founder of Sam Adams, and the founder like 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 all these people just running around uh, at this beer fest, and you can grab them, and they're so gracious with their time. It's there's no place on earth that's like that. We walked up, and you know, the first people we walked up to was Adam Avery pouring avery beers and it's like hey buddy <laughs> how you doing i mean he's putting in the effort too he's like he's uh, he's behind there he's talking to everyone yeah. he's taking every second selfies well the cool thing <clears throat> cool thing is is this whole thing is like just just rick like who buddy friend um pines for prostates and this is you know you you put on this festival to help benefit pines for prostates and here we are we have Rick Like joining us. It's great to be here. Um, I got to tell you, it, it, it's fa- fabulous to be back in Denver. It's been 36 months since we've been together. That's true. And it's 36 months and I think three days, if Jeez. I've got the math down correctly. Um, and to see these people back, um, you mentioned some of the people. Um, you know, I could I could go on and on. Uh, the brewers that are here that are that that are enjoying the time meeting beer fans, connecting with other brewers. Um, we're so lucky to have the support of the craft beer community, to have the support of media folks like you that come out and, and cover this event and talk about this event because we're here to try to reach men through the universal language of beer. And, you know, our, our key thing here is uh, to, through the passion of this afternoon to tell folks, um, you know, you need to get screened, you need to get tested because I'm, I'm a prostate cancer survivor. And I'm only here because somebody told me to do that. And so, um, you know, it's great to have you guys here. So let's talk about the festival. Let's talk about fun stuff. Man, well, first of all, I mean, for what you're doing this for, which is I started a golf tournament that benefits Pines for Prostates because, you know, I also back what you guys, like the whole idea of what what you're trying to do. Yeah, because men's health is one that um, – and we'll, we'll shorten this real quick because – yeah, I don't want to get to all the details, but but nobody really talks about men's health. It's all about women's health, and which deservingly so needs it also. But you know, guys, guys got to talk about this stuff. Well, you know, um, I mean, as as our listeners know, uh, I've had prostate cancer myself, and there's just knowing what I know now. There's you definitely want to be on the more preventive end than on, on the end of like, oh shit, 
I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and now you got a lot of work you got to do. Um, but there's so much stuff that to like just to just be ahead of things, and because um, a lot of that stuff, including like colon cancer, um, is just like it's very treatable if you can find stuff. If you can find all this stuff out early, and it's not that hard. But like people are so afraid of just going going to get a physical. And like I was like, one hour of your time once a year. Come on, just go. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, you know, at this event and other events we do around the country, we offer free screenings out front. It's a it's a simple blood test, right? And we we not only screen for prostate cancer, but we check for uh, diabetes, heart disease, some other common male health maladies, right? So. Um, we screened, I don't know the exact numbers because I was out there, there were over 100 when I was there, so 100 guys went through that screening today. It was open to the public, anybody in Denver could come down. Um, but what we try to tell guys is that, um, you know, women are, I used to say that women are about 30 years ahead of men in this area. A lot of work has been done. It's not just pints or prostates. There's a lot of groups out there advocating for men to take charge of their health. I would say now we've shortened that span from 30, maybe down to 20 years. We're still traveling women. Because yeah. um, guys don't realize prostate cancer is 33% more common in men than breast cancer is in women. Yeah. Okay. So just, so just it's look our at, thing. So, yeah. <laughs> we own this. <laughs> it's, it, and it's our problem because we don't talk to other guys and we don't, we don't tell them about our own journeys. Okay. So when you walk around a supermarket and you see all those pink ribbons on things, Women have figured out how to weaponize that pink ribbon and tell women, go get screened. And they're doing great work. We need to do better work around the, the blue ribbon and get guys to talk about their health. And ha- having a beer and, and, like, uh, and a blood screen is a lot better than a, a nerve-sparing robotic prostatectomy, trust me. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> You, you there sound is like that. you speak from experience. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big pain in the ass. <laughs> so, what <are> you guys, <laughs> so what are you guys drinking across the table from? Um, oh, gosh. Oh, uh, a, Denton. Yeah, Denton. Denton, yeah. Denton County? Denton County. Yeah. Ozark. Ozark is a very good beer. The, the Denton County is excellent. I'm drinking a Noda. Um, it's a, a old and new Monstro. It's very nice. I saw that. I didn't have it yet. Yeah. Very I good mean, it, it's hard to. <clears throat> you could fall over and hit like eight great beers. Because <laughs> everywhere you go, there's so much good beer here. That That is the. Um, there's a. Um, so I run a brewery uh, back in Houston, and there's actually a, a person that was on a beer festival in Houston who's here and he ran into me and he's just like he's like it's like how do they select the you know and i was just like well i think if you look at all the all the beer styles and things this isn't just a barrel aged stout it's like a 2015 barrel aged stout like aged in yada yada with well, like this like everything is like it's just a step above well, but then <clears throat> but then the experience is like well all the beers are those things but the experience is also you you have all these founders or brewers that are all here and like there's nothing yeah. quite like this on like the face of the planet, and it happens to be for a good cause. In a, place. <laughs> in a, in a really nice setting, right? <clears throat> yeah, so, the- had a great time of year in Denver, and <laughs> just like there's a lot that happens right here in this festival. And I think you're the what you guys did, especially this year with uh, the yeah the tickets are all kind of a certain price, but the people are moving around really easily out there. <laughs> like, yeah, we try not to oversell the event. You know, you walk that line as a as a charity. You want the fundraiser to be successful, but you want people to tell their friends that they had a great time. Because a lot of folks that are here, we, we have, um, post-COVID's a little bit different. You know, pre-COVID, 
we had people from like 40 states and a few foreign countries. I haven't seen, we had a bunch of sales today, so a number might be more, but we're like at like 33 states and we had five foreign countries. I'm, nice. I'm trying to meet the Swedes up here. Has anybody met the Swedes? I, I haven't, but I will. I've, I've, met, I've met the Brazilians. Yeah. I've met the Canadians. I saw a guy from Mexico here. I, so, we, you know, we have folks who, you know, to come to Denver during Great American Beer Festival, and let's face it, we would not be here without the Brewers Association and what they do. And they're very supportive of us, and I can't thank their team enough. Um, but they bring people who come to Denver. They might come once in their life they might come every two or three years they might come every year but thankfully they've put us on their list of oh yeah bucket list event i'm going to gabf and i'm going to check the box with that one and so it's it's been great and and you know you walk around denver um, the great thing for anybody who um, you know maybe you're at gabf 20 years ago it has changed over time and you can come to denver during GABF weekend and really extending to the previous weekend, and there are events every day. This is like the Super Bowl of beer. Yeah, there, yeah. y- you know, so um, there are there are a lot of events that are free. You know, obviously you're paying for your beer, and there are other events going on up to like uh, paired dinners and other things. But you know what what the Brewers Association has done here, and what it's meant to Denver, and what it means to organizations like us who come and sort of we we piggyback on them. It's it's huge. We we're able to, the money we raise here, we're able to provide testing around the country from it, yeah. and and from and frankly from you know your event in Houston, we we take those funds, and we make use of it, and we and we save you know we we provide guys with the information they need to make good decisions about their health. Yeah, uh-huh. man. I, I, Austin, I just felt really better about myself. <laughs> yeah, just, well, if, you shouldn't, John, after could, all those beers you drank. Boost, <laughs> John, if I can boost that aura around you, I'm here to do that. <laughs> oh, man. But, but I came here, I saw what you guys were doing. It was like, man, we, no one in Houston was really doing anything to support what you wanted to. So that, that's why I was like, man, let's do a golf tournament. And it's been very successful over the years. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's me putting it on, so it could be twenty times more successful with a whole team. But you know, it's it's a it's a fun event that turns out to be. John, you you do have your wife's on the team. <laughs> she doesn't want. She doesn't and your and your children. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So. Well, you know that's that's the thing, Sean. Though that that men find out really quickly how much support they have around them. I've met several survivors here today. And I've met their wives. Um, and, you know, it's pretty incredible. Um, guys are, you know, they're 10 foot tall and bulletproof. They don't want to ask for help from anybody. They don't want to do what they need to do. Um, but when, when, when something strikes, they've got help around them. And, and that's the thing that they don't realize until they get into a situation. And, and so, you know, when you find folks willing to help you, that's the that's crazy thing about what we're doing. We really started Points for Prostates as as a thing we're going to do one event we're going to raise some money i was going to pay it forward for my situation being you know being uh, uh, lucky enough to get early warning and then the phone started ringing it was brewers it was beer bars oh we'd like to do one of those and it snowballed and then we got all about beer who's back as our media sponsor this year they they contacted us and said oh we you know what do you think about doing something in denver and 
they were talking about doing something at a bar and i said you know one of the things i got in the back of my mind is this is the idea of rare beer and they were like intrigued by it um and they there was some doubt that we could actually pull it off the brewers delivered yeah and that first year i like if you look back at the list of what was rare beer then you might look at it now and go i don't know but there's some stuff at the time though it absolutely was rare beer it, it was really rare beer, but if you look back, there's there's a bunch of beer on that list that I wish I I wish my 2022 self could be back in 2009 to go try some of those beers to right? say, oh yeah, you better appreciate this one because yes. it's pretty good beer. Yep. Well, I mean, people will find in the as they listen on to the show, uh, like we like like we asked Jim, uh, you know, Sam Adams, like or like say say, hey, why what brought you to Denver Rare Beer Tasting? It was like, well, Rick asked. <laughs> and, and and like like and it was a very simple answer like and just like and and then you know it's just like and not, I don't know I mean that that's it, it's good to have friends like that. Well, we're extremely fortunate. We have um, some of the world's greatest brewers that come out here, and we have a waiting list. I mean, I think I might have a waiting list for next year already because of the number of people who've already approached me this weekend. Yeah, um, and so you know, I always tell brewers here: if you're not invited back after your first year or second year, it doesn't mean that we don't love you because we do love you, but we we've got sixty slots. You kind of had to rotate. Got to rotate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, man, Rick. <clears throat> no, appreciate you having us out, man. And um, I love what you guys do. The, the, this festival, still though, it is like the pinnacle of beer festivals, and um, I've. Somebody came to me and they're like, "Hey, what was your favorite beer?" I'm like, "I, I can't answer that." They're like, "Yo, you're being way too political." I'm like, "No, I just truly can't answer that because like, I have not had a bad beer. Like, no. I've had exceptional beers from everyone that I drink from. All the beers are great, but the palate is completely just like it's just like saturated with this. Like, I mean, Sam Adams had a 28 percent. Uh... Yeah, the, I got to tell you that. That beer that they brought, the not so old fashioned Utopias, yeah, twenty eight percent with orange peeling and stuff. It was, it was uh, delicious, spectacular. But but I I've had um, first timer beers here, so that's at the twenty eight percent beer level. Uh, Cosmic Eye. I don't know if you've tried the damp beer that they brought. It's a German steam beer. I think it's four point seven. I might be slightly off. I know it's under five. Oh my gosh! It's a good range. It's a revelation. Yeah. It's you know. So that's the range we have. It's a good range, like you said. Um, and we, we just have everybody bring in something special. Because I don't know anybody else in the U.S. right now that's making a damp beer. I don't, okay? I've never even heard of that, yeah. Okay. So, you know, you got to go into the countryside of Bavaria to find it. And, and it's here. And, and it's, it's here. Being, to, yeah. So that's, that's the kind of thing we try to do. And I hope, um, you know, the thing that we try to tell guys is um, to get tested, live longer, drink more beer. That's our message. So if you're here in this show and you're wondering, should I get tested, go get the blood test. It's not a big deal. It saved my life. It can save yours. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right there, Rick. Man, appreciate you, man. Appreciate everything you do. Uh, again, Denver Rare Beer, absolutely phenomenal. But for what it's doing, the message that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's fantastic. And then we get you – know, we get. Have a lot of guests lined up for the rest of the show that are just coming out. Just it's going to be on a fun pra- one. This one, praising <laughs> this one, this praising the same message. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. This, this is, uh, I mean, when you have this, this me, amazing brewery sitting in one spot that you can just walk out and be like, hey man, you want to talk on the radio for a little bit? It's gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of fanboying. 
Um, <laughs> all right. I'm doing the same thing, guys. Don't feel bad about yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I know, Rick, I know you need to get back out there. So, man, I appreciate you, man. I love you, buddy. And I love everything that you guys are doing. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Cheers. Definitely. Cheers. All right. Drink of Ages, man. We'll be right back. This is uh, Trevor Brown from Lone Pine Brewery coming at you from Magnolia, Texas, home of Yellow Rose IPA. We're new in cans. I don't know if you've seen. We're now in aluminum, Yellow Rose, Gentleman's Rose Nitro, Jabberwocky, and Zenos. We'll be doing seasonals and Zythopal releases every quarter. So join us at our beer garden open seven days a week. We've got live music, food trucks. Kids and dogs are welcome as long as they're nice. Find us at LonePine.com on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, everybody. Hey y'all, this is Andrew, the Mayor Mitchum, owner and brewer at Senate Avenue Brewing Company. Here's the top five reasons you should bring the whole family to come and see us. Number one, air conditioning. Number two, tasty cold craft beer brewed by yours truly. Number three, burgers, tacos, pizzas, and pretzels. Number four, brunch on Sundays. Number five, our cozy, breezy patio. Drop in any day of the week for lunch or dinner. We'll save a table for you. Deca Beer Company off 494, just north of Kingwood, is a brewery you should know about and stop by. 20 taps with rotating experimental beers and other excellent beers brewed true to style. Nice air-conditioned tap room for the whole family and a large patio with beer, wine, cider, soft drinks, plus food trucks on site. Also a great place to hold your next event. Tap room is open Wednesday through Sunday and look for Deca Beer Company on tap around the Houston area and check them out online at DecaBeer.com. That is D-E-C-A Beer.com. They have something for everyone. tasting lucky 13 is happening right now and man as we're walking through you know you're trying different beers talking to different brewery owners and it's like you know who'd be cool and pretty badass to be on the show how about some samuel adams and some dogfish head and so as we're walking through we're into sam start talking and it's like sam's like you know who we need we need jim 
<laughs> hey, Jim Cook to come on too. I'm like, you know, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's other people out there we can talk. To. I'm just joking. Man. Uh, just, <laughs> no, I felt yeah, honored. Like, I'm walking around like a homeless guy at the Rare Beer Festival, yeah. just so, drinking everything and getting my kinda, hands on. It's all kind of par for the course at a festival like this. It's like everywhere you go, it's like who's who of like, oh, like there's my hero and icon. Oh, there's a, there's another guy. Pretty right. much. Yeah. yeah. So here we are uh, for this segment. We're joined by Jim Cook, Sam Adams, Sam, and here we go. Calajoni. Nice. See, uh, and next time I'm going to say something different. I always get it right like Make the first time. Up, like snowflakes. Everyone's right. different. <laughs> every, every, um, uh, like we have people on with a lot of different names. And by the end of the segment, I'm just like making stuff up. <laughs> but uh, Mark Safrick from Dogfish and Brian Seldom. So, Pretty good. Selders. Selders. Yes, sir. I can't read my own writing That's from Dogfish. Right. Four I brewers. I also cannot read your writing. So I know. <laughs> Just to be clear here, my writing's terrible. And what what happened right before we came up here is I went ahead. And I was we're on third floor, dropped down to the second floor. And I was like, man, I stopped by Sam Adams and get that Utopia. And it was a nice pour of that Utopia. So anything after this is going to get nothing but better and better. Uh, well, there's nothing like 60-proof beer to start broadcasting. Luckily, there's no such thing as BUI. Because you would be in cuffs, and they'd be taking you out of here. Man, that is, that is no lie. <laughs> No, but it is. It is a badass festival, man. And um, and so the cool thing about this is that you get to run into to you guys. And like Tom was talking about, like the heroes of the crap era. I mean, you guys like helped create this whole thing that's happening. And now, I mean, I don't know how many breweries there are in the U.S. or whatever. 9,000. Yeah, yeah. 49,000. But, but, I mean, Jim, when you started, how many breweries were going on? You could count them on your fingers. Yeah, one <laughs> you, hand, right? You didn't need to have perfect hands either. You, you could be missing some You could have come fingers. out of Vietnam and thrown grenades, and it, you know, two fingers. Just so count them. Uh, yeah, there was just a handful. This was when I started. It was 1984. Um, there was no such thing as craft beer. term hadn't been invented. We were called microbreweries, which actually, I mean, if I can talk about beer history, I'll delve into it. For it, sure. We, it came out of... Uh, the computer industry, because in 1984, there were three tiers of computers. There were mainframes, which was like IBM. And for us, that was like Bud and Miller and Coors um, and Pabst and Stroh. And then in computers, there was mini computers, which have disappeared. But that was like digital equipment and Data General and Wang. And then there was... The microcomputers, which is, is Microsoft, right? Uh, those were microcomputers, personal computers, PCs. That didn't come till later. So we were like the micros. You know, we were the sort of handful of kind of rebels at the very bottom of it. Uh, it was people like, you know, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak uh, that were like crazies. So... That was us. In the middle, of course, was the regionals. That was the Lone Star or the Hudipole or the Shaneling or the Schaefer or the, you know, in Boston, uh, you know, Haffenreffer that made the Green Death. They invented the Fody. Uh, and we were this little tiny band. Uh, and <laughs> the first year of the GABF was 1982. And there were like a dozen of what you would call craft brewers, 
today, and none of them are around except yeah. us in Sierra Nevada. That's what's left of the pioneers. You know, the pioneers get the arrows in their backs. Pretty much. And they bleed to death. <laughs> yes. And Ken and I are still here. They, they paved the way with hops and blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so amazing now, you know, for, and Sam came with, just still early in it, that the fact that this, you know, small movement of marginal, basically losers, created a revolution <laughs> in beer. I mean, you know, here's a guy who got kicked out of high school for crying out loud. I knew people got kicked out of college. but <laughs> this, Work. Yeah, <laughs> that's work. And you know, you be ultra. Yeah, go ahead and commit to it. You get kicked out of high school. Yeah, we found a home in creating a revolution in beer, and not just in the United States. I mean, to me, it's I'm 38 years in. Yeah, this group of marginal, kind of crazy Americans, we changed the face of brewing. Yeah, not just in the United States, the whole world, but in the entire world well i was in sedona and hanging out with this great little compound and they told me not only the world but the universe and beer is one of the biggest traded commodities off this planet again i was in sedona (laughs) 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 there may have been some other things going around other pharmaceuticals don't think just globally i mean you guys are universal galactically galactic galactic that's yeah, so a dogfish, man. I mean, you guys came around. Uh, some of the first beers, like like IPAs that we were really getting down here, well, for Houston, right? Just, uh, we are based in Houston. So, like, 60-minute, 90-minute to start hitting. And it's like, holy crap, this is a really good IPA. And the 90-minute I found to be really, really good. And one night, <clears throat> exceptionally well. And we were doing, I think it might have been the third year anniversary of the show, and someone donated a keg at 90 minute to the show. <laughs> Death wish. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it ended well. <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, uh, you guys have been killing it with uh, not just, you know, the IPAs, but all the different stuff that you guys are doing. And you, and you mentioned the continually hot beers, like 60 and 90. First, I want to give shouts to one of Jim and I's great friends from Houston. We were proud to serve on the Brewers Association board with Brock Wagner. He's a pretty awesome dude. Righteous. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a good dude. So we got to give him and his psychedelic Rolls Royce mad mad props uh, to Brock's. Uh, but I'll say, yeah, 60 and 90. When we first started brewing it, Brian, I'll let you tell the story, a 60-minute. We did 90 well before 60, and Brian was still working for a little brewery. This is fucking, I, I shit you not, Jim Cook's here with us. And when, when Brian was brewing, he was brewing in the physical space that was the Sam Adams Brew Pub in Philadelphia. <laughs> and oh, so I, nice. Nodding head. I brought the first yeah, court awesome. 90 minutes up and shared them with, with Brian and uh, his fellow brewer, Brandon. And this is like 99 or whatever. And I was trying to get the ratio as bottle conditioned, and I was trying to get the ratio right. And they're like, Sam, this is fucking, no one's going to drink a 90 IBU <laughs> IPA. You're going to be the one and done brewing company. People are going to have one, and they'll be done with you. They're not going to drink it again. And so really the, 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 the ratio of, 
of 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 uh, yeast for the bottle conditioning happened in the original Sam Adams Brewery in Philadelphia, and then I lured Brian away from that brewery to join us. We didn't make sixty until a few years after that, and Brian and Brian actually was led on the going from ninety to sixty. So tell that story. <laughs> so going from ninety to sixty, <laughs> uh, we're going to downshift a little bit here. Um, yeah, so we were brewing at our original production facility in uh, Lewis, Delaware, and uh, it was an old brick-clad, uh, direct-fire, 30-barrel um, kettle, <clears throat> and um, there wasn't actually a proper brewing stand in that facility, and it was just a piece of uh, some sort of grating between the cinder block wall and the brick cladding of the kettle, and you had to go up a ladder that was too short for the for the uh, the platform with a big ass bucket of uh, of hops and then just sit on another bucket on top of that grating and uh, one pint glass at a time for the duration of the 60 minute boil you would just dump in this blend of could, hops could that be why Sam Adams moved out <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was so, your Melton brewery. That was right? that was the that was the Lewis Delaware brewery. The other yeah, brewery yeah. we were talking about is in Philadelphia. Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, and um, I, I, the whole time I was sitting up there, I was just like, "What in the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> Holy shit!" But I mean, twenty years later, it's like the greatest decision I ever made in my life. So making that transition is great. And just recently at our brew pub in Rehoboth Beach, we brewed. 30-minute IPA, um, which is uh, 3% alcohol, 30 IBUs, 30-minute boil, with a continual hopping throughout that 30-minute boil. And the, the, the guy that brews with me, Jake, um, just as a little bit of hazing, I made him stand over the kettle and uh, scoop nine and a half grams of hops into the <laughs> every 30 seconds for the duration of that 30-minute boil, just so, just so he can get the real spirit of dogfish head brewing. Yeah. <laughs> what beer do you have on the GABF that you're super, on the floor tonight? On the floor tonight, there are two beers that I'm super psyched about. Um, one is a beer called Bendy Parts, which is a, 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 a kettle sour that we uh, soured in the kettle with a kombucha scoby. Um, so it's got all that kombucha funkiness. Mm -hmm. And then we flavored it with, uh, with black tea, uh, ginger, uh, organic sugar, uh, lemongrass, and passion fruit. It's a delicious beer. It's really nice. Um, and the other beer that I'm psyched about was actually brewed by our coworkers at our Miami brewery, a beer called Mango Salsa Sour, where um, the, uh, the brewers worked with our culinary team at that facility to make um, a roasted onion and jalapeno and mango salsa <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to dump into the, uh, the, the whirlpool during the, the, oh, wow. the brewing process. It's, it's a really beautiful beer. Liquefied, yeah. it's like chips and salsa. So um, it was brewed with an heirloom variety of uh, corn that was malted by a company in North Carolina. And uh, it's, uh, it's a nice beer. It's what, really, really what good. What beer did you bring to the tasting today? That, so we, uh, well, those, that's a Mark Zaffrick question. Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Take that. Yeah. Mark How you doing? Uh, so today <laughs> we, we brought uh, two beers. So the first one is uh, we've we do, been done doing wood-aged beers in large wood tanks for a while. Uh, Palo Santo Marone is one of those beers. It's a Paraguayan hardwood. It's got aromatic uh, wood that we use. It's a really strong dark brown ale, so 12%. And I got my hands on some Laphroaig barrels, which were really cool. They were like old wild turkey barrels that the Scots had cut down the chimes, took staves out, so they only held 43 gallons compared to a normal 52-gallon barrel. A hot rod barrel. 
<laughs> they're a hot rod barrel, total hot rod barrel. And uh, so they only spent three weeks in that wood, and it just is intense. If you've ever had Laphroaig, just the intense peat of that those Islay malts uh, really shines through in that. goes really nicely with the oxidation you get from being in the Apollo tank. And then we brought another beer called Reap the Whirlwind, which was a, was a barley wine. We, put, uh, we aged it on whole pumpkin spice, sort of pumpkin pie spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, and then we aged it in uh, our uh, Dogfish Head Distilling uh, Barrel Honey Rum Barrels. It's like all the flavors. And uh, so <laughs> it's uh, it's sort of like creme brulee and uh, all sorts of nice things Guys, going on. Right 11%. 11%. Talk amongst yourself. We're <laughs> yeah, play a game, so, Paul. What's going on with my um, palate? <laughs> yeah, so it, those, those came out really nice. And we've been doing uh, distilling at, at Dogfish Head for about 20 years. So um, that was an opportunity to use some of that DNA sort of in that in that product as well. And how did you guys get involved with the, uh, the Denver Rare beer, beer Tasting? Like, when was the first year? Were you guys always... Jim, do you remember? We've been doing it since the first year, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of breweries have known Rick. Um, <laughs> and he's just really great guy. Did he have, like, blackmail on you guys? Like, how was no. This? <laughs> Probably. No. He was a friend of Daniel Bradford's, who was one of the... Who ran the festival for the first, like, 10 or 15 years. Daniel was... Uh, the, the JBF was right. his idea with Charlie Papazian. Um, and, I mean, this is a community. And we actually all like each other, enjoy each other's company, and view each other as important to just uh, to our emotional makeup. So if Rick wants to do pints for prostates and has this cool idea... I'm in. Yeah. And to me, I was, you know, I've been here for two hours uh, drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> and this sort of reminded me of the, you know, the very early days of the GABF when you'd have maybe 500 people in the whole festival, not 30,000, yeah. but 500. And everything was like fresh and new and interesting. In retrospect, they weren't really, you know, you're like drinking 12 horse ale. Ooh. Um, but at the time, but there weren't the, a lot of options. So they were cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they were, uh, it was really, and you'd pause, you'd talk to the brewer, you'd ask him, what were your intentions? Because to me, what's in the glass should reflect the brewer's intentions. It could be good, bad, or ugly, but if that's what they wanted, it's somehow special. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, walking around this, and it, it showed how far we've come, but it, it was also anchored in, you know, the origin story of craft beer. So this is a, a beautiful, beautiful event. I absolutely agree. First year I came here, and I don't know, seven, eight years ago, something like that, and walked in. It was like after an hour, I'm like, this is the best beer fest. I've ever attended and not only because you get to walk up and like I said the, the you get to ask the brewer the owners you get to ask them about the beer they're making and everybody is so excited to tell you about that beer um, then yeah. after like 20 minutes you've been drinking 12 to 15 percent beers and everybody's even happier oh yeah sure you're, you're probably There's not nothing to matter with yeah. that no no it's who's complaining you're like bumping, great you bumping to people in line be like listen Garrett from Brooklyn. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Take off that silly that. hat. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, we get to see our friends yeah. also. So Absolutely. it's a, like a special bonus 
for us. We could see Tommy Arthur, great, great brewer. Yeah, Probably it's his one birthday, more. His birthday, 49th birthday. Happy, yeah. happy birthday, Tommy Arthur. Happy birthday, Cheers. Tommy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I mean, it's just it's a great facet. It's, it's when there's, again, I mean, it's Denver Rare Beer, but it's also rare to run into so many breweries and, and see so many people in one spot. So I'm sure for like you guys, you, you I'm, I don't know how often you guys are just like, hey man, what you up to? Let's meet up, you know, and hang out. But this is one of those opportunities that you get to see your friends that you really don't get to see that much. Hang yep. out, catch up, drink beer. Especially, it's especially the calling out of, of the clan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what how I think of it. It's the calling of the clan. Yep. Well, we all come here. This industry definitely pulls in a certain type of person with a you know. It pulls in a lot of different people, but a certain amount of craziness, right? Just a certain, Isn't that certain, wonderful? Just a little bit off. <laughs> you know, just we a all little, exist in the real world. Not right. It's like there's not enough craziness. Ah, we all tried the corporate job. Yeah, this is much more fun. Yeah. And so it pulls Land in. misfit toys. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Now, I mean, appreciate you guys taking some time out. Uh, I know we're running out of beer, so. We're, we're drinking a, uh, uh, what are you having, Jim? Do you know? You got you it? You know, I told Rick. Can you do me a favor and get me a beer? Yeah. They're all good. Yeah. Um, what I'm tasting is, uh, it reminds me a little bit of Sam M's Triple Bock. It's obviously very high alcohol, low carbonation, because the ethanol has kind of frightened away the mm-hmm. CO2. Um, it's beautifully balanced and smooth. I get a lot of dark fruit in there. Uh, it's a beautiful beer. and I don't know anything about you know where it came from, who made it, no marketing. No, it's a it's really good beer. The beer itself. Well, when we walked out, we came and set up stuff in here, and the first place we walked out on the third floor was like barley wine. Great way to start the day every day is with a barley wine, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it only just continued. Barley wine. It's not just for breakfast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. Musk Dude, you must be on your second liver. Yeah, I think. I think he even made a comment. It's like this is a boozy breakfast of what we're drinking right now. I mean, maple syrup. Yeah, just all the all the coffee. Yeah. So, but but there's so many breweries here. So much good beers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not enough time and not enough. Thank you guys for having us. What what beers would you recommend at, at their Sam Adams booth tonight? I know Doug's doing like Utopias on, yeah. on the minute, right? That, Are you gonna be at the booth tonight? Utopia. To be honest, no. Uh, my daughter's uh, my daughter's in school in Fort Collins, so I'm going to go up and spend the night and, with my daughter, and we're going hiking Family. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm okay, but we're pouring uh, Sam Adams Utopias. It weighs in now at about uh, close to 60 proof. Uh, it is the Lunatic Fringe of beer, and there's no better place to be in beer than at the Lunatic Fringe. You know, I'm looking at you. It's like the higher the proof, the higher the smile. This is kind of the way. <laughs> well, you know, you get high proof. You can drink, like, ethanol that goes into your gas tank. Um, to me, the whole point of Utopias was, like, it's like... The Star Trek of beer. Let's take beer where no beer has gone before. And we'll discover what's out there, and there'll be some really cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, you know, we don't have to stop just yet, but I mean, we've seen like so many changes over the, the like past five or six years in styles of beer and what's popular and all that. And so everybody now, you know, every brewery is like, what's going to be next? The cold IPA, you know, or whatever and all yep. this. But, but it's like, no, I mean, there's still so much more to jump into than just an IPA or just this or just that. I mean, what do you guys have anything in mind? 
take us out, brewers. Something that you, beyond IPA, Mark, you just did a, uh, uh, you hosted a panel about this, but something you guys are both psyched about uh, beyond IPA. Well, I, I think the the rise of sort of craft lager is is pretty interesting. Whether it's got staying power national as a nationally distributed product is remains to be seen. But I think, you know, the, that those styles that really uh, is less about being completely crazy and just being like dedicated to your craft and doing really just good technique, good brewing practices, and making really nice crisp sessionable products is great and i know that's weird coming from a dogfish guy you know because <laughs> so we do actually have a, a an italian style pilsner uh on tap at the festival called unora and it's a it's a continually hopped pilsner you know with, as we do uh with spalt and then we also uh added a little uh italian flint corn polenta to that uh as a nice uh off-centered ingredient to provide a little crispness to that so uh being able to still do some strange things in the lager space, I think, is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that I'm sure you guys have seen in your areas. We see it down in Texas and Houston and all that. Just just breweries are now like, hey, no, we're gonna make some pilsners. We're gonna make and make a little hoppy pilsners, make some little lighter beers. And on the way over here, you know, French Justin and I were talking. It's like, are we just really enjoying these because we're in our 40s <laughs> you know, it's time, to, time to sit back and drink some lawnmower beers and just enjoy the enjoy a light beer i was like nah man they're just delicious it's cool to see talking about lagers yeah i uh obviously i totally <laughs> believe what you just said um and have for 38 years uh you know i mean i've been drinking boston lager pretty much every day of my life uh, I've had 20 or 30,000 of them, and every time I have one, it's like a new discovery. And to me, I mean, you know, we make lots of, lots and lots of beers, hundreds of them, it's pushing the extremes, doing crazy things. That's all great. I've made beers with everything from, you know, chickens to cocoa nibs. Uh, <laughs> It's a true story. We call it Old Cock Ale. It was for a friend of mine's 50th birthday. I'll tell you that story after we get off the air. Um, and they've all been great, and I really love being here at the Rare Beer Fest. But you go when I go home, on my kegerator and in my refrigerator is Sam Am's Boston Lager because that is, to me, a reliably rewarding beer experience i'm not trying to experiment i'm not mm -hmm. looking for something new i just want a reliably rewarding experience and i when i open that and put it in the glass i light up like this is beautiful but as, as someone that, that yeah also enjoys that beer it is also nice that i can find it on an airplane at an airport in some remote little town, if I, you know, go there, I'm like, man, I just need to get a six-pack. I'm like, I know I can drink that, and it's going to be really good. Thank you. I've worked for 38 years <laughs> to give you that reliable, yeah. <laughs> rewarding beer experience. Yep. All the decisions in my life have led to this. Oh, my God. I seriously don't think I can follow that up. Uh, <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh, my So there's 9,000-plus breweries in America now, right? And uh, most of those are small local tap rooms. And on 
the local taproom level, we have this amazing opportunity to uh, to offer our guests and uh, beer drinkers, you know, unique experiences that tap into you know things that have been popular in the past in craft or things that we're uh, reinventing or inventing uh, for the future of craft. So. Um, things that I'm excited about at our at our tap room in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, um, is our mid '90s microbrewery style red ale. Is that the name? That's of the it? name of the beer. Can you protect mm, that? I think I, honest to Jesus, we should. Um, I'm excited. I love copyright 2022. <laughs> and uh, it's the most requested crowler by my wife to bring home. Mm-hmm. Uh, every weekend, so it's uh, small market, but it's <laughs> the most important market. <laughs> the most important market. <laughs> it's perfect for pizza night and making my wife happy. Uh, <laughs> in addition to that, that's, your job. <laughs> that, that's, that's the whole new marketing campaign for that beer, by the way. I mean, honestly, when we got married uh, 20, 20, shit, 21 years ago, um, when I was working at Nottinghead, we brewed a beer called Allie's Amber. Just for her, because she loves amber ales. Mm-hmm. It's come back around. It's come back. It's come full circle. And then in addition to that, I mean, for... That was when you said you like looking backwards for tradition. Looking backwards for tradition. Okay. Um, looking forward, looking at the, the, the current lager trend, uh, especially in local uh, small taproom breweries, uh, which we're seeing a lot of. Um, we just recently released a beer called Y'all Ready, um, which is... Single uh, word. Single word. Y'all Ready? Uh, it's a Tex-Mex style dark lager um, that we flavored with a blend of hot and mild fire roasted hatch chilies, and um, okay. it is uh, it is delicious. So, you know, there's lots of room to uh, to innovate and experiment within the lager space um, beyond beyond the, uh, the the crisp, crushable lawnmower beer. But there's a, a whole world of um, complex interesting lager beers from like bach beers dark beers dunkel etc um and i think that um there's lots for us to learn as brewers and uh we're going to learn that stuff together with our consumers so i'm excited for that opportunity that we have amen Amen. cool that made me thirsty Thank you for hosting us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having Sports us. are stupid, ESPN. Beer is awesome. Beer, beers, well, we, we, people, they're like, you do a beer show on ESPN? I'm like, well, we're sport drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When they make it an Olympic event, I'm in. <laughs> yes. No, no th- uh, thank, yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Also, uh, it's just great to be back in Denver for GABF and the Denver, like, just all the, it's just so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're taking a, taking a few, a little bit of time off for COVID. It's just good to be back yeah. drinking yeah. beers. What do you do? Thanks for sharing the evangelism for what we all do. Excellent, man. Uh, well, it all, be, it all comes down to what you guys do. It gives us an opportunity to actually talk about it. Yeah. So, fantastic. If you didn't talk about it. We'd be brewing for ourselves and Brian's wife. It's a small market. Mostly my wife. 21 years. It's a, it's a, it's a good go. <laughs> Nailed it. Keep, keep on brewing. Keep on brewing. Jim Cook, Sam Adams. Sam, here we go again. Baloney. Calajoni. Brian Selders. Brian Selders. Brian Seldom. Seldom Brian. Brian Selders and Mark Safford. Dog fish head, man. Appreciate you guys, man. It's gonna be a badass time. Let's go back on the floor and try some more beers. Cheers.
Hey, good beer drinkers, this is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindle Tap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindle Tap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers and stouts, definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play though. Nine hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindle Tap Brewery, Spindle Tap, that's T-A-P, SpindleTap.com. Hi, it's Tom from No Label Brewing down in Katy, Texas. Come out and visit us seven days a week in historic Katy, right between the silos. If it's the weekend, it's live music, it's beer releases, it's food trucks, vendors, HX markets, more. Can't make it on the weekend? Don't worry, we're open seven days a week. So coming out for bingo nights, trivia nights, run clubs, there's so much going on out here between the silos. So if you're looking for craft beer and a good time, come out to Katy, Texas, come out to No Label. Key T Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. Key T Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KeyTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KeyTWellness.com. We're back on for some more Dream of Ages radio show. Hanging out at the Denver River Tasting. And again, man, Tom, it's surviving the Denver Rare Beer Tasting. It, it's, you had to prep for this, right? Uh, I woke up today with two burritos. Yeah, like, I'm bringing, bringing, bringing breakfast. And that, you know, just, just to get through the beginning of this, because the beers, there's so many good beers out there. Yeah, and, and those stairs are kind of hurt. You know, uh, after doing a lot of ten percent plus ABV beers, I just say it's the high elevation. It's I blame not it the all stairs at all. Like, yeah, yeah. Whenever I try to put pants on today, I was out of breath. Yeah. I'm like, ah, the elevation yeah. has nothing to do with anything. Else. It's gonna be real sad when I pull a cramp going going down the stairs or up. You know, it's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's been a long week. <laughs> yeah. Well, the cool thing was uh, we're walking through, and I look over, and I see a buddy of mine, Teddy Pepper, Ozark Beer Company. And hanging out, and it's like, man, what's going on, man? So we're actually drinking the beer that you made. Yeah, it's um, is a couple years in the making. Um, I uh, I had the idea in my head, and uh, my boss just let me run with it and uh, put it in barrels. And so, yeah, it's uh, you want me to tell me tell you about the beer? Let's hear it, because <clears throat> man, let me tell you about the beer. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the beer. It's, for one, I mean, it's a big, it's a big stout. It is not a small stout. It's a pretty, pretty big, hefty, delicious stout that you do get some barrel on. But the cool thing about this one is, there's some heat that slowly, slowly. Like when I'm done with it, I'm like, oh man, there, there's a little heat back there. Yeah. You get the, you get anything else in there? Coffee. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah, bit so- of coffee. Uh, but but it's not like coffee bean, right? It's, it's, no, it's we did a cold brew. Cold brew, yeah, yeah. concentrated cold brew. Um, it's a light roast, so we wanted to pick um, 
the Costa Rican coffee from uh, Onyx, who is also, they're right across the street from our brewery. Um, so, you know, they hand select the beans, they roast them, and we actually took the base beer after we pulled it from the barrels, took it over, consulted them on which coffee would complement the dark fruitiness of the beer itself. Um, and we went with the Costa Rican coffee, did a cold brew and a condition on that. And of course the Calabrian chili peppers. So the whole idea the from the, peppers. from the front side was for it to be like, you know, a big pastry stout, very sweet. And then come in on the backside with the chili peppers and the coffee, which complements all of that and just kind of rounds it out. Yeah. I had it. Um, it was like the first pair I had when I hit the, it was like the third floor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, and just kind of walking away from that beer, and it's just kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 the journey's not over. It's like the heat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The journey just you, know, you yeah. drink it, and and yeah, they they do decent pours at this event. So you know, you don't just get like one little bitty one ounce yeah. shot of the beer. So you can actually hold it for a few minutes, you know, and kind of sip yeah. it. It warms up a little it more. Develops. And yeah. Then all of a sudden, it's other flavors come out, and yeah, Tom, you're right. It's a journey. It's a journey, yeah. The uh, but so where were you before this brewery? Uh, man, I just before here, I was at Oscar Blues in Austin, um, and so I just visited the area for the first time, Northwest Arkansas. Fell in love and uh, moved there two months later. Uh, there, it is a it is a absolutely badass part of the world. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. Northwest Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, it's like. You know, I mean, it, stay out of like South Missouri. But yeah, North, <laughs> yeah, Arkansas. Super yeah, cool. it, it checked all the boxes for me, man. Like, if you're an outdoors lover, I mean, hiking, biking, kayak, and I mean, like, coming from Austin, where you know you're sharing trails with 30 people, uh, I can go anywhere within an hour radius from where I am in Rogers, Arkansas, and won't see another soul on the trails, chasing waterfalls kayaking you know i mean it's just a beautiful country waterfalls well i I do it i do it once or twice just stick to the rivers and streams (laughs) that you're used to yeah yeah uh uh, yeah my my, uh my girlfriend she uh she uh used to do marketing for for walmart Mm -hmm. and they're they're stationed like over there the headquarters and she was like he's like like that part it's just like great and i was like what is it yeah, <laughs> like, and, and, like she's like, no, 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 no. It's not like what, what, what you think. Well, that's all. the thing. There's a perception, you know, just when you hear Arkansas, you yeah. know, and for better or worse. But you know, I'm I'm here to, yeah, I'm here to let people know, you know, it's uh, it's probably not what you think. It's a burgeoning beer scene, and uh, yeah, man, it's it's great there. I love it. Well, it's, Four it's years, a, so. a badass beer scene. Yeah, that that also has every outdoor. I mean, you're in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um. Between hiking, kayaking, uh, I don't know. We, we've been up there several yeah. times. It's a mountain biking mecca. Like yeah. people come from all over the country to mountain bike there. So yeah, well, you know. it's a cool but before spot. that, it's a big, beautiful country. Bro. You know, yeah. I met this guy when he was brewing at Holler Brewing Company. Yep. That's what I was trying to allude yep. to. Houston, Texas, oh, my hometown. Yep. I was trying to try my work, work my way backwards to Houston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good old Holler. Bre- uh, brewing company, man. Uh, they have made great beer. Still making great beer. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's yeah. where the first time we met. Yeah, was yeah. Over there. Hadn't been there long. Made friends with John pretty quickly when I 
moved back to Houston a long time ago. And uh, are, are you still in contact with John? <clears throat> yeah, John, John in his farm. <laughs> yeah, he's now in his third career. You know, uh, uh, he's uh, <laughs> he is one of those cats. He's like maybe the most interesting person. Yeah, I've ever met, but I don't understand anything that he's talking about. Like, oh man, we, we, yeah, we, we, we had we had him on. It's like a year or two ago, and I think it it went into like a two and a half hour conversation about like cryptocurrency. Oh man, and yeah, like NFTs, and he was doing a lot like, of those clinics at the brewery for a while. You know, <laughs> just, yeah, like, he's in a in an area of the deep web that I, I just mm-hmm. can't I can't access. Imagine working with them and brewing with them. You know, it was uh, but incredibly talented. No, that's the thing. It was it was a challenge to keep up. You know, like I need I need some tangible you know numbers like but the dude can just calculate things on the fly and yeah very very brilliant dude yeah it was uh i was like man i just talked to september 22nd i was like hey how's the post beer life yeah and and then he just goes all this oh nice yeah (laughs) talking about the post beer life yeah man yeah Um, i gotta catch up with him yeah he's gonna uh, it's gonna be like 20 years from now and it's like Oh, some person created a utopian like society. Uh-huh. In the yeah, of I know. And yeah, and, and like they, they call him the holler. Yeah, and you <laughs> like, know he's gonna have he's a, worshipped, <laughs> and he's gonna have a brewery on site too. You know, I don't think he can stay away from brewing for that long. No one can. Yeah. Every, every time someone like tries to like leave like kind of the industry, especially a brewer, like especially on that yeah. side, you just you, they get the they get the call. It's hard. Yeah. It's it's really hard to step away for too long. But um, so, how did you guys end up here at the Denver Rare Beer Days? Man, we've been invited for a lot of years, um, and you know, with COVID, we weren't able to like they just didn't have the the rare beer tasting. Uh, they had a virtual one in 2020, I believe. Um, but in the amount of time that I've been in the industry, I've never been able to pour at rare beer. And so this is the first time that Ozark's been able to since pre-COVID, and I jumped at the chance. It's kind of a bucket list thing for me in Man, my career. Is, you know? I would imagine, like as a brewer, <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. this festival, again, you're just walking around and yeah, you're just looking around like, man, these are the people, and <clears throat> the people that you know you grew up drinking their beers and all this stuff and everything yeah. else, and they're the ones hanging out. So, yeah, to pour beer here. I would imagine. It's yeah. Badass. Yeah. It's, but you're pouring a really badass beer. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I criticize my own beer more than I probably should, but I mean, if I'm not doing that, I'm not trying to get better, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a good attribute to have as much as, um, um, I run through the same thing and do a lot of marketing mm-hmm. for, and, uh, but I'm always like, it's like imposter syndrome or something. Yeah. People are like, you're like, man, this beer's really good, or whatever, whatever. Good job. And I was like, man, do you mean that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't don't know. say it just to be polite. Like, don't don't say know? it just be polite. Or yeah. like, or like, oh, maybe maybe you don't know what good beer is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, because you know you just shit on yourself so much. Yeah. But that is the way to like keep on. You know, if you're, if you're really critical on yourself, you can really grow. I think if I'm not critical, then I'm not learning, and I, and if I'm not learning or challenging myself, then. I really don't have much business doing this anymore, you know. So, but but do surround yourself with good friends that will take you off that cliff. And yeah. Be like, oh you yeah. Chill? Man, I am, I, I am very very fortunate to have friends of, of across the country that like do do that quite often, you know. So it's it's very nice and people that I respect and would love to. I could only dream to brew beer as well as they do, and they're the ones telling me, 
it's good, man. You know, so yeah. I'm I'm fortunate. <laughs> I yeah. slept better last night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah. all right. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> now, nah, man, but Ozark Brewery Beer Company, man. If you're ever on the northern side of Arkansas, or, or mm-hmm. you know, just actually looking for a a, a quick trip, mm-hmm. you no, know, this show's in Houston. Wait, a lot so, of yeah. people. You know, this is uh, we've been looking to try to take DJ Muskrat on the road for yeah. like, like this is a, this is a, this is a quick trip. We can fly right in. Fly right. It's, it's always mean, along the way to somewhere. Like so <laughs> yes. you know. So a little, oh, you put that on a postcard. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's always on the way to somewhere. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, funny because um, I, I tell people like that's on the way home. I'm like, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything is on the way home. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Mexico's on the way home sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Depends on which direction you go. That's true. Yeah, it would be fun to do, yeah, kind of like a band, right? A band goes on tour, <laughs> and so, Drink of Ages oh. takes over America. Oh, my God, that'd be nuts. And we do a road show. Yeah, well, unfortunately for you guys, you guys have wives. Uh, <laughs> so uh, She's understanding-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Our road shows <laughs> okay, That's true. That's true. That's true. We, we, we did Katie. Katie and Conroe. Oh, well, man, again, I mean, badass place in the world in that that area of Arkansas. Uh, Really good beers, but, you know, just like beers outside. Mm -hmm. Get outside. That northern part of Arkansas is badass. Yeah. And so much hikes, so many things to do. Uh, And less banjos, Tom. I mean, it's just yeah. it's actually, it's just fun. No, fun I mean, well, that's what my girlfriend was like, and like, you get like to, telling me about. You get to drive through Hope, Arkansas, and as you pull through, it's like you have a big sign that says, Home of Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you're driving through, and you're like, Bill, excellent. <laughs> that's it. Well, that, that's just the weird thing about towns in general. On, on the way here, because um, I drove from Texas to, yeah. to here, <clears throat> like I went through that. There's this weird New Mexico, Colorado, just where it's like, craft brewers near me, mm-hmm. no results. And I'm yeah. just like, oh, yeah. no. Um, but then, like, I finally found, yeah. I finally found one in like like some town that was like an hour out of Colorado Springs, and I was like, oh, perfect. So, so I pull in, and it's like home of so and so, nineteen sixty two, ball throwing champion. I was like, you know, you gotta have a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <one> was born here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot, man. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, you're right. Every every all these little towns, especially, you know, driving Texas so big, so driving from one side of Texas to mm-hmm. another, you go through all these little towns. They're like, like home of uh, Bob Hall. I'm like, whoa, who's Bob Hall? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's, let's look, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. So, long story short, we need to make the trip out to Arkansas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, be a good time. Yeah, I think we make pretty decent beer. Have the taproom experience there. It's pretty cool. It's an old mill uh, that we've, you know, converted into a tap room. We've got the the thirty barrel brew house and cellar and all that in the back. We actually do have a proper cellar underneath where all of our fi- mixed fermentation barrels are below. Like, unfortunately, dogs aren't allowed in the tap room because we have these super ancient like floorboards that were milled from that mill, and our barrels are right below. So you know, just for the safety safe. of the barrel, yeah, uh, but. It's a cool spot, cool drinking experience. Um, a unique thing, I think, um, in downtown Rogers, where we are, is uh, we've got one of the entertainment districts going on. So 
we can sell you beer to go and you can walk in this sort of radius with participating breweries, open container. Um, open container, it's, man. It's really cool, man. And they did that because of COVID when they slowly started opening up restaurants, but it had to be to go and whatnot. So they just kept it. So we've got a live music venue with free music every Friday and Saturday during the summer and open container and it's super cool down there. So yeah, it's a fun time. So. All right. <clears throat> I mean, summertime, Arkansas is is it's very similar to kind of Houston. It, it is. Guess I, yeah. Uh, you know, so fall. Yeah. <laughs> fall, early fall spring. Fall and spring, man. Perfect times yeah. to go yeah, visit. Yeah, it's great. And early spring, get you got more water coming down. Yeah. We that. get a decent amount of snow in the winter. So, um, I mean, it does, it can stay on the ground for a little bit, but, you know, typically it burns off. But, man, yeah, don't don't get caught off guard. It will snow. But, man, fall and, fall and spring, man, it is the best place to be mm-hmm. so yeah yeah beautiful hikes beautiful yeah. country all right well teddy pepperman yeah good to see you again yeah thanks for uh asking me to be on yeah. and uh talk with y'all a little bit those are beer company yeah uh true man get out there yep. hang out it's yeah, a badass man. spot all right we're gonna take another break get some more beers and we'll get back gary glass left hand brewery i don't know maybe you've heard of that place they make, they make some, some beers. Maybe you haven't, but yeah, we're going to talk to this guy. All right, let's drink a beer. Just be right back. Brewing, our greatest achievement lives in knowing that everything we've learned is yours to enjoy. While it may not be rocket science, we brew with the same detail and dedication learned while running mission operations for NASA. Taking risks is part of our DNA. We don't take them just to say we did, we take them because of the result. Bold brews we're proud to share with fellow adventure seekers. True Anomaly Brewing. Beer for the explorers. Get your tickets now for Wild West Brew Fest, voted number one beer fest in North America by BeerYeti.com for multiple years in a row. The weekend starts November 3rd for the K-Town Showdown. Friday, November 4th is the official launch party, and Saturday, November 5th is the festival. Over 500 beers from over 60 breweries, live music, lots of food, games, and three days of good times. Discounted hotels and tickets can be found at WildWestBrewFest.com. You do not want to miss it. WildWestBrewFest.com. All right, Tom, we're back. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're back at the, uh, at the, at the longest, booziest trip of ages uh, today. Uh, uh, it's been a whirlwind of guests. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, well, but, but to, to, be a, to be fair, right, we, you know, normally in between segments, there's probably like an hour and a half that happens in between segments because we sit around and start talking to people and beers happen, but today... At least between these segments, we actually like jumped right into it. It's uh, yeah. Well, it's just it's 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 just so much, right? We're here. To, it's like it's like hold on, we got to get the the founder of Sam Adams. Do we have to like, get him in? No, we should have him in. Like it's just like it's too much. And, and, and all these stories are just like 
You're just like fanboying out, like, oh. Well, here Tony we are Moore. again, right? <laughs> so, you know, Teddy knew that guy when he was brewing over at Holler Brewery Company. And so I was like, man, badass, man. Good to see you, man. Let's talk about what your brewery and all that because it, it really is a kick-ass place. And that, that area of Arkansas, it is fun. Except for if you go in the summertime, all the floating down the river pictures doesn't happen because there's no river. So just keep that in mind. But outside of that, stay away. But so we're walking through and, of course, left-hand brewery. Uh, it's out here in Colorado. Amazing beers. Uh, it's, it's like something I grew up with, right? Gary Glass. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. hot damn, man. Let's, 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 let's go ahead and add this one to the list of uh, some fun people to hang out with and talk beer. What's going on? Um, yeah, just uh, enjoying. Uh, uh, this is actually my first rare beer festival. Oh, wow. Previous to working at Left Hand, I worked for the Brewers Association. I was judged for Great American Beer Festival. I was always judging at this time. And so mm-hmm. I judged last week, and now I don't have to judge this <laughs> week. And now I'm here for the for the Man, GABF, and the, I can show up to Rare Beers. The whole judging, the whole judging for GABF. Uh, someone, we were talking about this the uh, night before last, and it's like, well... I have friends that judge, and I've also seen my friends while they're judging, and I've seen them after they judged. <laughs> and so it's just like you don't have to swallow, you know, you just kind of taste the beer and move on. But it's a lot. Just real quick, go through like some quick steps of judging GABF. Uh, yeah. So um, one of the great things about about the way that GABF is judged is that uh, uh, we have so many volunteers that are helping with it. Uh, we have. Uh, stewards that can bring out all the beers, basically all the beers at once. So you're getting about like three at a time, but it's, you know, as you're, as you're going through each, each flight, it's going to be somewhere around 10 beers. And so they, they get them out uh, fairly quickly. And so the judges are able to, to each judge the, in a different order. And that's one of the things with the, like most homebrew competitions, you just, you're all judging the same beer and then you talk about it with GABF. We judge all of the beers individually and then talk about them. And I, I think that, that, that eliminates the um, you know, bias, with, the order bias with where, where the beers are delivered. Um, and, and it also really focuses in on what's, what's the best beer on the table. So I think, I think GABF and, and World How, long, how long do you spend on like, each beer? A uh, few minutes. Just a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but so your entire – because so, how many judges are there, right? There. Uh, I think there are 250 judges this year. Okay. And do you like – And they did, it, they did it over three weeks this year. It used to all be the week of JBF. Sure. Everything was done in three days, which is <laughs> wow. insane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now it's a – they've broken it up a little bit, so it's a, it's a little – a little more reasonable to, to actually accomplish that feat. So out of the 250 judges, are like 10 of them going on for each category, or is it all 250, or how's that? Uh, out, of, out of 250 total judges, yeah. uh, there were almost 10,000 entries. Sure, yeah. And, and so then, yeah, if, 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 we're, if we're doing a flight of 10, um, we would be passing on... Uh, Generally three, but depend if it's a really large category, the IPA categories, the hazy uh, categories tend to be like two uh, entries get pushed on until you get to a final round, oh. and and then you're then you're uh, selecting medal winners. 
uh, one, two, three. I don't know. Everything's going to hell. You get this, this beer pong. God, <laughs> it bounces in. It's like once you make it that final, like, like I don't know, like, so, so I'm part of a brewery out of, out of Houston, Texas called mm-hmm. No Label. You get those notes back. It's like, shit, we hit final table. Uh, we're so close. Oh man! Yeah, if, you, if you make it the final table, your your beer was really damn good. Yeah, uh, that's right. Anytime you get you get past that that first round, um, yeah, and then, and even if you're like, if you get that that good but not not selected, that's still like it's really up there. So yeah, um, it is so hard to win a medal at GABF. It's like so hard. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, yes. I mean. If you win a medal at JBF, you made a really, really good beer. But there's also, I mean, is it a little bit of luck that you fell into that a little bit? Because I mean, you, you made a, I mean, it is going to be an exceptional beer. All the medal winners mm-hmm. deserve that medal. But then it's like, man, so many more deserve, but I guess you only get to get win three. I always found, like, judging notes just incredibly interesting. So, like, we recently won a World Beer Cup medal. Wow, uh, congratulations. For Imperial IPA, which is like, whoa. Uh, just like, holy shit. Yeah, I know. It's great. But then, like, but then, but we're also looking at all the notes, and, like, it was, it was funny because, like, one person, I guess a bunch of judges were voting. I'm looking at these notes, and one person was like, I don't know, whatever. But whoever was, I guess, the head judge was like, just cross out. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, but I read these notes. I'm just like, it's interesting what people think about your beer, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and when you're in that judge mode, it's like you're really there to tear it apart. And so if there's any flaws, like they're gonna, they're gonna get picked out because that's our job. It's like yeah, we've yeah, got yeah. to. Yeah, that makes sense. We've got to be hyper focused on how do we eliminate things, yeah. right? So that like, if there's if there's flaws, otherwise like that, everyone will that's going to go. Right? Or, yeah. If you know, then then you start looking at stylistic defects and like that's going to go. So if it's really got to be in stellar condition when the judges taste it and uh, and to style. Yeah, it's, that, that's why I like that experimental IPA category because it's just like it's a good category. Experimental for, IPA. There's experimental IPA yeah. category, right? And like, what's well, a great category for like when it's just like. I don't know what this is, but it's very good. It tastes good. <laughs> like, like, it, it tastes really good. And there are beers that kind of fall in that weird. What, what the hell is it? Yeah, right? yeah. Well, and I and as a brewer, I, I don't, I don't think that brewers should be attempting to to brew to metal in a particular category. You should brew what you want to brew and what you think is going to be good, and then figure out where does it fit. And and maybe it does, and maybe it doesn't. And the truth is that some, well, I mean, some beers are like, just going to have a trouble fitting into a category well it also sounds like with that is uh, there's there's breweries that they make like a beer but it ends up winning a gold in another whole different category right mm-hmm. it's like wait a minute that was not an esb <laughs> but it but, won esb that, that, that happens more often than not right like, yeah well <laughs> and as, as a brewer I, I, and we do this too at left hand is like look at you know what 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 we think the beer is and what the style guidelines say the beer is could yeah. be two different things and that that was certainly the case where where we entered beers this year so um, you enter the beers where you think they're gonna gonna perform the best based on the style guidelines because that's what the judges are judging against and styles are so, so like I love like I was or sometimes styles like they meet branding a little bit like there's uh we were talking about doing like a 
a Kolsch uh, recently, and it's like, oh, let's call it a Texas Kolsch. And my head brewer was like, a Texas Kolsch does not exist. I agree, but it does on the label. And it's like, well, we don't have an RO system, and we got the water we got. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe that's a, maybe that is a style. Like if you get brewing a Kolsch with a certain uh, water profile, like, there you go, Texas Kolsch. But it's I don't know. I just like I think beer styles in general are interesting. It's like it's like you, if you turn the clock back ten years, people will, there's all that kind of like uh, hazy's boo, and now it's like yeah, hazy's New England's yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 it's, it's more or less accepted than. Well, but like I wonder what the. I mean, IPAs always get the most submissions for for medals. I wanted, but I remember what was it? A couple of years ago, it was a hazy IPA had something just ridiculous, like broke the record on the amount of entries. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. wonder what it was this year. Oh, probably yeah. the same thing. Uh, you, probably, and they've broken up the categories so much, so you got you got uh, this the spectrum of the same beer, and it works both with IPA and and pale or, or hazies. Or get, Pale, hazy, yeah, uh, strong, hazy IPA. I'm waiting for for the low calorie hazy IPA. (laughs) It's like, well, yeah, are those are those actual styles or not really? That's just because there's so many entries in the in that, and so in order to give give breweries more opportunity and and make it uh, really feasible to judge, they break up categories, and so that's that's how categories evolve from competition is. You get so many ent- you get more yeah. entries than you can really handle in a category, uh, and it's it becomes more competitive and and harder for for brewers to to win medals. So you can break up those categories and just kind of create things that are, from a consumer standpoint, seems a little arbitrary, but uh, it may make sense for for the brewers and for for the competition organizers. That's where brandy comes in when someone doesn't know what a style is. You just write easy drinking all day, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> It's like, well, it says it's easy to drink. It says it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then call it an IPA no matter what it is, because that's what consumers will buy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How long yep. have you been Wait. Uh, since 2008. I've been with, with Great American Beer Festival. I started judging homebrew competitions in 2001. So. Yeah. It's been so, a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Now, Brewery. Uh I mean, it's probably the most... Left hand milk stout is like the pinnacle and the most delicious milk stout out there. You make a lot of other good beers, but that's that's like the one that uh, back in the pub days there was always left hand milk stout. It's on. clean. It's, mm-hmm. it's consistent. It tastes good. It looks freaking good in the glass. It does. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing quite like. You're just kind of like, oh, you want to put it up a little bit before you drink it, and that's always. Man, that's always a sign of a good beer, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I I can't disagree. Uh, I, I think the beer is fantastic. Um, we we brew an awful lot of it. That's our flagship. So um, we 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 get a little bit jaded with, at the brewery because we, we I would say the brewery staff probably probably drinks milk stout less than anything else that we that we make just because it's so ubiquitous. Right. Like, that's but but every tour we. We have a tasting panel, so we have to re- evaluate all of their, our beers before we uh, we release them. And uh, so every time I taste it, I'm like, "Yeah, it's really, it's <laughs> it really, really damn really good." good. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's weird to be at like a brewery where like you have your flagship, and then like you know, but then like you drink other things because it's available all the time, and then 
And eventually you go back to that flagship and you're like, oh, I forgot how good this thing is. Yes. Yeah. No yeah. wonder it paid for the lights <laughs> to be on. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, same thing like going to a bar, right? So you, you bars now, you're looking at the extensive menu of beers and you're just like, ah, man, you know, wait, just bring me this milk stout real quick and then I'll decide what I want to drink. Because you know it's going to be good. I like that answer. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you guys pouring out here today? Uh, we've got our uh, our barrel aged Wake Up Dead is a well they're both they're both Imperial Stouts. Uh, the barrel aged Wake Up Dead are are um, kind of our, our year year round Imperial Stout. Uh, it's 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 fun and not fun to brew. It's a double mash and an extra long boil to make it happen, and it doesn't necessarily louder great, but. Man, it's delicious. So it's it's so rewarding you when you've like gone through what it takes to make that beer, and then you taste it and like, yes, so worth it. Uh, and then so we took took that that beer and uh, aged it in various bourbon barrels. We selected down to just the the best three barrels and blended those together. Put them in a bright tank, bottled about half of it, kegged the other half of it. Uh, so we've got a keg of that, that that we've got pouring here. The other beer is um, uh, our 25 plus one. It was our 25th anniversary Imperial Stout. Uh, so that was a one-time Imperial Stout we brewed. It's 14.5%. And that one was aged in uh, uh, four different spirit barrels. So it was a um, brandy bourbon barrel, uh, a rye whiskey barrel, and rum barrel. And then wow. took that and blended it back together. So the plus one was the the year of aging in in barrels. Okay. Uh, it's it's really damn good too. So <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, I had both of them twice. <laughs> and, yes, they were really good. But it's so twenty five years or is it twenty six years? You guys been around? Uh, well, let's see. We've been around since uh, '93, so we are going on 30 years. We'll be at 30 years next year. I bet that will be a party. That's <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's awesome. That's super awesome. Yeah, that yeah, brewery's older you. than your thank children. You. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's in line with my high school reunion. <laughs> it's like, damn, awesome. 1993. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. badass, man. Uh, it was really cool because. I don't know, in the in the nineties around Houston, all of a sudden you started seeing left hand pop up, things like that. And Bilk Stout was one of the big ones that started seeing around. And man, it's still around. Still around still delicious. Oh yeah. That's hard to do. Yeah. And, and here like the tap room that you guys have mm-hmm. here in Colorado, it is not a slouchy little spot to go to. That's a pretty excellent spot to get to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and last year we just opened a beer garden, so we've got a beer garden right next to the to the breweries, big open space. You can play cornhole and hang out, listen to music. And now we're opening a, a, a new venue in Denver. It was supposed to be open this week and was, Didn't had yet play. another delay, <laughs> as tends to happen with new venues. And Welcome so, to construction. Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. Uh, so we're hoping uh, it should be open in a couple of weeks down in the Rhino neighborhood in Denver. Okay. Right, okay. right across from the Mission Ballroom, so it'll be an excellent spot to go before you go Mission to the show. Ballroom. So, yeah. uh, can't wait for your GABF opening party. Yeah, uh, three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> so, which I feel like is, is is pretty custom. In the there's nothing like any like anniversary glasses or something in like uh, 
like a, a week after the fact, or like or something. Yeah, there's, yeah. Or, or for some event, you know, like yeah, an event, it comes like, in. Oh, like, we'll just uh, right on come time. By. <laughs> <laughs> come by and pick these up. Thanks, thanks for showing up a week ago. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> no, left hand brewery man, badass beers. Uh, thanks for stopping by, hanging yeah. out for a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, Denver rare beer. I mean, again, uh, you're wa- we're walking through. I have the book right here. There's so many. There is a book. So many. There's a book. It's a book. That explains all the beers that are and, part of this. And the fact that all of it is just goes to punish for prostate is just kind of. It's pretty wild, and it's and it's amazing that the industry always rallies behind this. Every it's like, thirteen it, years. Yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah. I, it's Great hard. It's hard to separate GABF from the Denver rare beer tasting for me. In my like, I was like, that kind of fills the week. <laughs> well, you definitely need beer for this. <laughs> so, it, it just, it, it's, you know, you know, wake up in the morning, Friday, you're like, ah, all right, eat breakfast. Okay, liver. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. And here we go. Yeah. You ready? Oh. No, you're ready? You are ready. Get, you are ready. Get back in there. <laughs> get back in there. Oh, Lord. We've been training for this since last year. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's been missed. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gary, thanks for stopping by, man, and hanging out with us for a little bit. And Absolutely, let's go. my pleasure. Yeah, it's time for some more beers. Yeah, Cheers. right on. All right, drink of ages. Be right back. James from Ingenious Brewing Company up in Humble, Texas. We are a small batch brewery open Wednesday through Monday with an air-conditioned tap room, hosting weekly trivia, monthly art markets, and many more family and pet-friendly events. Not in the mood for a delicious beer? Try one of our hard seltzers or a local cider or wine. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for a daily update on our tap list and daily events. Can't make it to the tap room? Just look for us at your local H-E-B, Specs, or any fine craft beer retailer. Cheers. Hey Houston, this is Bryce, 11 Below Brewing. I'd like to invite you to come out and see us. We're located just outside the Beltway up by Willowbrook Mall. We're open Thursday and Friday night, Saturday and Sunday afternoon as well. And if you're lucky, you might even get a hug from Jeff while you're here. If you're looking for some great little fun beer to beat this Houston heat, Taco Tuesday is our jam. Got a little bit of lime and salt, super refreshing and crushes this summer heat. You can find it at your local grocery stores and liquor stores. Check us out on social media at 11 Below Brewing. Hey y'all, this is Shane with New Magnolia Brewing Company. We are a family-owned and operated brewery located at 1616 Bevis Street. New Magnolia Brewing serves up a high-rotation, high-variety of finely crafted beers. Everything from our award-winning lagers to modern IPAs, funky sours, and of course, classic European styles. Our taproom is open seven days a week, so come enjoy our spacious, open indoor taproom or one of our large outdoor seating areas. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at New Magnolia Brewing. We are back. We're back. It has been a, it's been a hell of a day, John. I mean, that's one way to describe it. It's, uh, it's been, it's actually, I don't know, it's hard to put into words, right? Um, this whole, the whole Denver rare beer tasting. And not only that, just sitting around and, and you know, I've, I've been here. You've been here before. You know, we've all, you know, 
shook hands with some of the people that we really look up to in this industry and all that, but to kind of kick back and hang out and just really just shoot the shit with these guys. Like, it's just no big deal. We're just uh, hanging out. So it's like, hey, man, we, we need, we, like, if we would have had six packs in front of us, we probably would have, the show would be like three hours long. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in, next, in, in, in a chair next to like Tim Coke from Sam Adams, like, like, the, like, the, like the he is the first billionaire. <laughs> like, I'm the just like, I mean, and, and, and and I'm taking a selfie with him, and, he, and he's like, and like, I'm just like, the hell, ha- the hell happened in my life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> the no, but it's a man, and then. And then you, right? Like, and I just look over, like, like I look over at John, and, and and he's hanging out with like, you know, all the dogfish crew, and just kind of like, this is a room. <laughs> it was it was a pretty stacked stacked yeah. show, man. That's no lie. And, and but, you know, but the thing is, we could have e- easily stacked even more people. Like like, but we're trying to keep this somewhat reasonable, so DJ Mustache doesn't have to kill himself this weekend. <laughs> I mean that part's true, yeah. I mean, we were out there just hanging out, talking to Adam Avery, right? Just just sitting around, just you know, talking about petrol station and old times and all this stuff. I mean, it just I will it, say about that man, he's putting in the work. He is he is behind there. He is he yeah, no, that, that's, born. No. that's what um, that's what makes again makes this such a a rare festival <laughs> to, to to attend Denver Rare Beer. Yeah, and we we. It, Need something like this in Houston. Um, we need to figure out how to make something like this happen. Well, our, you know, our, our our friends at Wild West Brewfest were here, and 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 you know, there are they, David Loesch was here, and he was definitely in awe of everything. He's like, oh, how do how do they how do they get everyone here? And it's like, well, thirteen years, strong relationships, build up, uh, yeah, yeah, like like definitely, right? Like that, Great American Beer Fest helps that it's going on. It's <laughs> same week, like, but. Again, it's like it's really hard to separate this event from GABF. Like for me, like it's part of the week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely part of the GABF weekend. Yeah, you know, this show up, <clears throat> hit the Thursday session at GABF. Friday, wake up early, come here, hang out, and, and then, then and then Saturday award ceremony, and then Saturday award ceremony, and then you got yourself. You're either going to see some. Well, you'll see a lot of brewers drinking for all sorts of reasons, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's been a hell of a show. So It's been fun, man. It's been fun. Uh, Denver this time of year, normally in the past, after by, by like Sunday, I'd, I'm pretty much done like with life. <laughs> I mean, it just just two, my, my, my body's... My body, my brain is like, man, no more, no more. So I'm leaving early. <laughs> Just skip that part. Wow. So we'll see if it works out because we still have all day today. All day, Tom. All day to all go day. Denver, Denver it up. This was just breakfast. Pretty much is. It's like brunch. And that being said, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this uh, Denver Rare Beer Tasting special episode of Drink of Ages Radio Show. Man, it's been a badass time out here in Denver. Always is. Beautiful weather, beautiful people. And uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, man. You can listen to any of those shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company. All over the internet, dark webs, porn hubs, 
you know, whatnot. I think uh, we got some new videos on Pornhub, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>